We're sitting on the most perfect beach in the world, and all we can think about is where. Where can I hook up my quantum? Digital pen part at work. Yeah, you apparently didn't put one of the new cover sheets on your TPS report. Who should we send it to first? Just a couple of people. The question is, who are they going to send it to? This podcast is brought to you by Search Engine Journal, and you're listening to Marketing Nerds. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Marketing Nerds. I'm Brent Satoris, and I'm joined today by Steve Guberman, SEO manager at the Golf Channel and also Golf Now. Um, It's great to have you on the show today, uh, Steve. Thanks. I'm glad to be here. So one of the things that, that, that I realize you have a lot of experience with is Google's Tag Manager. And so I'm hoping maybe today you can walk us through a bit about, you know, kind of what is GTM? What is Google's Tag Manager? Um, what's the importance for businesses? Why should they even care? And, and also maybe give us, you know, some kind of cool little tips or tricks or neat things that we can do with it for the sites. Um, maybe you could start a little bit by just explaining to people what exactly is Google Tag Manager? Sure. Thank you. Um, Google Tag Manager is the ability to place a code snippet on your website. So a lot of people are already familiar with doing that with Google Analytics code. So when you sign up for Google Analytics, they give you a snippet of code that you place on each page. And you know, if you're using WordPress, you place it once. If you're using a static website, you place it on every page. Google Tag Manager is very similar, where you go in and you set up a Google Tag Manager account, and they give you a, a code snippet you place on your page. Now, what's great about that is sites that are dynamic. Okay, so if you have a large e-commerce site or a larger site or sites that grow page day by day, you know, it could be a blog site. Oftentimes, sites change. You want to add things to a site, and what happens is even with Tag Manager or with analytics, Oftentimes, you have to go in and add, you know, if you, there's a lot of customizing to Google Analytics. You know, you can tell it, you know, what, you know, you can name the URL at it fires. You can do a lot of different things. But then you have to go page by page by page to make those changes. What Google Tag Manager does is basically you place in the same snippet of code on every page, and then you can make these changes on the higher level through the Google Tag Manager control panel. And it makes deploying these type of things a lot quicker. These type of things, what are these type of things? Like what's an example of one or sure. two things that you actually put in a Google Tag Manager? Sure. So is the other, well, that's a great question. So the other piece of that is for a marketer, for example, um, or someone that does SEO or, or SEM for that matter, oftentimes we work with vendors that give us a tracking or firing pixel that we need to place on our confirmation page. So in other words, when someone makes a purchase, it fires off a pixel and our vendor knows that it was a successful transaction. Or even if you're doing AdWords campaigns, you want to send, you know, and have successful AdWords conversion back to AdWords, you need to have an AdWords tracking snippet in the code. So what this does, it gives us the ability of me, the ability to do this without having to necessarily go to our developers and ask them to place it. And at the Golf Channel and at Golf Now, we work on these two-week, you know, they, they use scrums, so they use two-week um, sprints. And sometimes if I hit it the wrong time and I ask for a change, I might not be able to get those changes implemented for two weeks. So if I need to do something now, today, or if I need to test something, I can go via Google Tag Manager. I can put in a custom JavaScript. I can pull information off the page via DOM. So there's different things I can do, I can do, and I can control outside of the developers. 
and it makes and, my job a whole and, lot easier. And typically, typically, like what like what I would do with some basic WordPress knowledge is I would go into the footer, you know, uh, of like a WordPress site, and I drop the code in there. But it can get kind of cluttered, right? You can Correct. forget about code, or you can kind of start to not be able to easily see which ones are which um, with some of the different networks, and sometimes they override you know, some of the other functionalities that's in the footer. So does this, uh, you know, a lot of times some of the tags, especially like conversion tracking and stuff like that are specific to page. Does, does Google's tag manager allow you to control that from there? Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a great question. Yes, absolutely. You can control via, so there's three pieces in tag manager. There's a tag, there's a variable, and then there's a trigger. Okay. So on a very basic level, I can assign a variable that's my UA code. That's my Google Analytics code for my site. So I set that as a variable. Then I can go and tell it that I want this to fire on every page, this Google Analytics tag, okay? But for my tracking pixel, I only want it to fire when they reach my slash, you know, my URL slash convert, you know, slash confirmation. And it only fires that conversion at that point. So that's the best way to employ it. Yes, you can control... There's there's infinite number of variables that you can control when it fires. You want it to fire something to run on a certain day of the week at a certain time. You can set that up in Google Tag Manager. There's other things. You can get a little crazy with it. Like I use it on some of my other sites from an information level. The, The great part of Google Tag Manager is all this information you can get and you can set it up to pass the information over to Google Analytics. And that's, that's the big thing that I want everyone to remember is that there's, there's different levels of information that we can pull about our visitors that are normally or regularly available to you in analytics. Um, like a, a golf channel, when someone logs in to our site, they go to a point where they're logging in, we have a, uh, a user ID, a, you know, we assign a user ID, so we could track that user ID and have it pass over via your tag manager and a custom dimension over to Google Analytics. And there's, you, you can't really do that with Google Analytics on its own, right? I mean, the best you could do is maybe create, you know, some general type of like goal conversion type things, but you would Absolutely. be able to track to that level. Correct. So now I have that person's custom, uh, customer ID and they logged in. So everything's, you know, and it's not personal identifying information. It's a, an ID we assign them. And now, now I can actually cro- track them cross device, right? So now they come on our site and they're looking to book a round of golf on their mobile phone, but then they go home and they didn't purchase, they didn't convert completely. Then they go home and they sit down at their desktop and they log in on a different browser, it's a different cookie session, and they log in to our site with their user ID and password. And we already have the user ID assigned, so now I can track and actually get attribution to see where these people, you know, what device are they actually purchasing from. And I don't normally have that, so Google Tag Manager helps expedite that process. And so when you pass that from Google Tag Manager over to Analytics, is that passed through as like a part of the the the, the flow? I mean, uh, I forget the terminology for how you track the secondary, you know. There's a data layer. Yeah, is a data layer. Right, correct. So yes, so once they sign in, like then this is where you have to have developer input on because everything that gets passed over to Google Analytics and, and Google Tag Manager is looking for is, is on the thing called a data layer. Mm-hmm. And the data layer is the data, so all the different variables on the site. So if you think about a customer's journey through a site, and it could be anything, like, you know, pretend you're, you're on Amazon or you're Zapp- Zappos shoes, and you're looking at, a, you know, men's size 12 loafers. 
that information is all on that page. It's in the data layer. It's not necessarily readily apparent to a visitor to the site, but the data is there. And that information is being sent over to analytics. So the SEO people at Zappos can see that, hey, you know, we've had, you know, 15 million interview visits and, you know, interest in our size 12 men's leather loafers. And then of those people through the process, and you can define this in Tag Manager as well, and the data layer. So they go from step one to step two to step three. So you mentioned earlier goal conversions. Well, Tag Manager is phenomenal when you actually step up to the next level of analytics and you implement enhanced e-commerce. And I can spend, we can spend another hour yeah. on enhanced e-commerce. So we, we just actually, at, at Golf Now, and Golf Now is really just the, the e-retailer, the online, you know, we're our, our e-commerce component of Golf Channel, where we, people can go online and book golf rounds with uh, over 9,500 different golf courses that we work with. So in, enhanced e-commerce is huge there because we're tracking sales online whether it's shoes or golf rounds or airplane tickets. So we want to see the journey through the site. And by using Tag Manager, we can define the variables that we're looking for. You know, did someone want to book a round? They, they live in New York City and it's wintertime, but there was a bunch of people looking to book rounds in Florida because it's warmer. We can seal that and set that up in custom dimensions and send that information over from our site via the data layer and tell and again they could fire different points with tag manager it's i don't want to make it too complicated yeah it, you know it, but it, it, there's a lot you can I'm, i guess i'm trying to i want to stay on track and just there's a lot you can capture and the best part is, is when you get this information you can marry it up with the standard google analytic information you know the sessions and time on site and things like that the stuff that's already there does that so, make sense so, so i'm, so I'm trying to all, all that people really need to do is they have to go, obviously, and sign up for the Google Tag Manager part, get the Google Tag Manager part. It's and free. Then they, yeah, it's free. Know, and then they just install that, obviously, one time. Uh, is that going to the footer? Just like you would It goes onto. It goes actually, it goes right, it goes at the top of the, it's right, um, it's right before the closing head of, the, of a site. Okay. So it's in the closing head part, you know, and then yeah. basically from there, I mean, you could, you could use that to put in your Facebook, you know, advertising tracking cookies or your AdWords cookies or, and then yes. as you mentioned, you know, there's also this element of, you know, going into, you know, tracking this extra data layer. I'll be honest with you listening to it. It sounds very complicated and hard to kind of, you know, to pass that data or to even know what to pass. Is there some low level kind of standardized, you know, early adopter kind of, um, you know, things that people should consider? Like if you were to yeah. take somebody who's got a regular website, what would be one or two data layers you would recommend that would kind of fit all cases? Perfect. Good question. Um, if you have a WordPress site, there is a wonderful, I don't have the name of it off the top of my head, but there is, if you search in, if you have WordPress and you search wordpress.org under the plugins, <clears throat> there's like one Google Tag Manager WordPress plugin and it does 99% of the work for you. So if I can like any other plugin in WordPress, you're just filling in the different pieces that you need. And that's a great way, <clears throat> excuse me, to get started. If you want to delve into or dabble that's how i started i have a you know like um, a developer test blog site that i have i mess with and i was able to go in there and just fool around um on there and get to see if things work or not um there's some other 
really good uh, references and I can share those with you after I can email. Sure. I think you can probably put them on the page where people Absolutely, can read, yeah. read about some great references and resources. That's how I learned a lot of it, which is reading some various, there's a few really good um, blog sites where they walk you through it. And it's like any other coding and not getting crazy into coding because a lot of these sites give you the, the code you need. You just have to cut and paste and they walk you through the steps. And that's how I learned, you know, and, and I look at it and I want to see how, okay, that'd be great for us. You know, on my, on my website, I took, there's a couple snippets of code that I was able to copy and paste via Tag Manager, and I could actually see if someone's copying and pasting text on my website. Interesting. It's, it's silly. And there's other, like, I, other websites, like on our, on our Golf Now site, we have sites if someone's searching for a golf course in Orlando, well, we have 200 golf courses in Orlando area. It's a long results page. So, we want to see how many people are scrolling to the very, in other words, if I'm a golf course and I'm at the bottom of this listing, we want to know how many people are actually scrolling to the bottom of a page. So we can track using custom events with Tag Manager and we can fire an event every time they hit the 25%, the 50% part of the page, 75%. And we can say that a thousand people came to this page and only 100 people or 10% made it to the very bottom. So the exposure rate or the view rate for those bottom is 10%. What can we do to help increase that? Yeah, then you can A-B test like maybe you you break it into four different pages, right? And have Correct, absolutely. You know, or something like that. Um, so that's a great example of like being able to get some research from that and being able to track that. You know, is there any way to be able, like are there any avenues of this that allow people to make real-time, you know, actions on? I mean, you know, outside of the re research spot, is there any actions that people can take that are, like, immediate? It's a good question. It's, here's, a, here, here's a great way I would see it. So you have a, you have a blog. So, okay, let's, let's take Search Engine Journal as an example. You have a rather interesting article, a, a page, on Search Engine Journal, and it's let's say it's long. It has, you know, a thousand words on that page, and I'm reading it, right? <clears throat> but I don't take any interaction on that page. I don't click on anything. I'm reading it. I spent 20 minutes reading that article, and I leave that page without interacting with the site. That can be considered a bounce in Google Analytics, right? I bounced off the page with no interaction while I was there. So you might have a higher bounce rate than you might truly had because I was there for 20 minutes, but I just didn't interact with the rest of the site. Yeah. So with Tag Manager, I can actually create an event that fires at a custom. So I could say after three minutes or two minutes, whatever it wanted to be, five minutes, that it fires an event to analytics. And because it fired that event, there was actually an interaction on the page that didn't result in a bounce. That's kind of sneaky. <laughs> it's not really. I mean, it's not. It is and it isn't. It's I like really. it. I like it. Trust me. But but I that's, that's. I mean, that's one way you could actually implement something today. And it, it something like that would only would take. You know, once you understand the mechanic, like anything else, like if you just jumped into analytics today. You, you know, if I had no idea, I'd be lost. So oh, I, I can see like 5% of our audience right now going, all right, so after 15 seconds, I'm going to trigger an event on every single page. For you can every do that. Page. I wouldn't recommend it. And I'm not saying you should, but it, it can be done. So <laughs> oh, that's, that's funny. You know, I'm going to randomize it between 100 different actions. And um, 
That's hilarious. I could totally see people going <laughs> down that path. Um, so, so at golf, uh, at golf now, working with this, what would you say were a couple of the things that you implemented that you ended up actually taking action from the information on? Like, give us a cl- like if you can give me a clear example of like we were curious about this, we added the code, we saw this, we made a change, we saw this improvement. Sure. Oh, great example. So we had an issue. Okay, it's a great. It's a little complicated. I'm not going to make it simple. So we work with an email vendor. We send out a lot of emails and the email vendor had an issue where they were, when you clicked on the email, they were um, passing personal identifying information. They were passing the user's email to Google Analytics. Okay. And it's a violation of terms of service. We're not supposed to do that. So we were able to create a custom JavaScript via tag manager that looked for the email address and it stripped it out. So what was being passed to Google Analytics removed that person's email address. So we were in compliance with the Google Terms of Service. And Golf Channel is owned by Comcast, Universal, you know, NBC Universal is owned by Comcast. And they have really, really super strict, you know, they have tons of people that, you know, compliance people that focus in on our privacy stuff. It's something they take real seriously. And we were able to implement that right away. And we were able to fix it with the vendor. So it doesn't happen from a high level. But for the short time while they were fixing it, we were still in compliance. And we're able to create just a custom JavaScript that looked for this email string in the referrer that gets sent over. right? And we all see it when we click on emails, mm-hmm. right, in our emails. So we were just able to look at that and make sure that we can pull out an email address so it wasn't being sent. And that was something we were able to deploy right away via Tag Manager. took us a little time, but... To, to get the code correct, but it works. So that's one way. Um, another thing we were doing a little crazier was we were actually, when people book rounds of golf, we can actually use some JavaScripting and some APIs, and we can actually pull weather data from, so, so the user is, in, our IP address is in Orlando, Florida, and we can actually pull the weather information when the, at the time they're booking their round of golf. So we can help us to see, you know, what drives behavior based on weather? We didn't have that information before. Interesting. And then you can kind of, you know, pick and choose which things you showcase depending on people's current weather. That would, that's interesting. Yeah, absolutely. So in general, you, you, you tend to do a lot with this. This is something that you, you guys are focusing on regularly or is it something kind of you set up and then you kind of leave it alone? Or, you know, do you, you, you think people listening to this, you know, would find continuous use for it or just kind of a more set up? And it depends lead? on how active you are in it. I mean, there's some, again, there's like, like a lot of SEO people in, or in the industry. I'm constantly reading up on, you know, I'm constantly reading on what the latest trend is. You know, there, there's some Google. A great thing now is we're seeing a lot of, like, you know, with uh, Apple, um, the iPhones, you know, they have built-in pop-up blockers, right, in, in their phones now. How does that affect, you know, advertising on sites? And there's some job, there's some Google Tag Manager code out there. And, again, I'll give you the references after the call today. But um, that actually helps you to cope with that. And, you know, how does that affect you? So, so there's things that happen as – Google's, you know, their things change that we may want to revisit. Now, it's not something I actively sit there every day. Okay, what can we do today? <laughs> like, yeah. like magic. But as things, as things evolve, as we get presented with problems, so someone from one of our product teams comes over to us and say, hey, we need this, and we can't get that normally via Google Analytics, then it 
Google Tag Manager gives us a, another avenue to maybe investigate to see, hey, you know, I think we can get the information if we can do this. So it's really an expansion on analytics. And that's the best way I think, you know, if we were to leave it at that is it, it gives you an additional layer of information or the ability to capture information. And, and the great thing is, is like everything on the web page is something you can get. Like if someone clicks on a button, if someone moves, you can use Tag Manager. If someone leaves the browser window and they go to click the back button, it creates that pop-up, right? The exit pop-up. Yeah. So you can do that and create a custom one through Tag Manager that way and create when it fires, how it fires, you know, do I want to fire this pop-up, you know, first-time visitors every time someone goes to leave. You follow me? Yeah, 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 yeah. We all hate It's like opt-in monster, right? It's like if someone tries to Exactly, but I can do it for free via Google Tag Manager. I don't have to pay for a service. That's awesome. so that's another one. There's a million things. I market from a marketing level, from functionality on the website, tracking behavior, to get your site to do extra things. You can do all through Tag Manager via job scripting. Is there is there a, like a you know you have like if this then that which is like a source of recipes? Is there a source like a, a master source of GTM type of you know code structure? Yeah, there is. There there is those rules like filters. You know, like like you would in like if you were. Yes, there is. It's a lot of it's regexing, so you can see if you know if you can you can get very specific with this. Only if this page that meets this value displays, then trigger this, and you can actually define which tags fire before other tags. Interesting. Um, so one last question I have. I have time for just one last one, and that's what should people avoid when they're getting into GTM? Is there anything that you did that caused issues or problems or things that like little, if you put the wrong, you know, identifier in the code here, it's not going to track and you might find issues that you could. Yeah. The, so site. the best thing to do, the, the best thing to do is Google tag manager has a built in preview function that you can preview anything that you do before you actually publish it live to the site. Okay. Use that. Use that feature a lot because you'll see it's very easy to break things. Like any like any Java scripting, if you put the a period in the wrong place, you, you break things, right? So yeah. it's, it's important. It's important to work with your developer. If you have developer, if it's just you, then obviously it's different. But if you have developers that you work with on a professional level, you know, make sure you let them know what you're trying to do, and then as you're testing, get them involved so they can test as well. So testing is probably the takeaway you mentioned is just to test and test and test. Tag Manager also has the ability to back. So you know what? every time you publish, like you create these tags and these rules in Tag Manager, you click publish, it pushes it out live. But you also have the ability, every time you do that, it creates a version. You have the ability, and WordPress has this functionality. And like when you to go, go to go publish, backwards. right, yeah. you, can, you can go back, re- revision. You can do that in Tag Manager. If you think you broke something, you can actually roll it back to the previous version and it'll unbreak it. So there's some cool safeguards in there. But I, I dig it because I love exploring. I love testing. I'm like, I like pushing it things to the limit and doing things that no one thought we could do. Well, and we I, did. I think that's the point is that like when I heard of Google Tag Manager and it came out, I thought to myself, okay, so it organizes some tags. Great, whatever. You know, and I, I totally wrote it off to be honest, you know. But I think that I find that more more often than not, when these features come out, there are elements of it that actually become extremely useful. And, you know, after this conversation, clearly there's a lot to GTM that I didn't know about or or really pay attention to. So I think it's been, it's really helpful. Uh, if anybody wants to, you know, follow you, be able to, you know, get information, anything like that, how can people find you online? I'm, I'm on LinkedIn and Steve 
Stephen Guberman. Um, you'll see him in the Golf Channel. Uh, I am on Twitter. It's White Rabbit Colt. <laughs> it, don't ask. <laughs> it's a long story. Um, I um, and I'm on Instagram. Uh, living the burn i'll send you the, the links for that as well perfect hey it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the call i really think this is going to open a lot of people's eyes to going and researching more we'll make sure we get all the links that you're going to send over in the recap uh on the post uh so that we can uh provide that to everybody that's listening and uh again thanks for joining Brent. thank you so much I, it was a lot of fun thank you cheers Thanks. This Marketing Nerds podcast has been brought to you by Search Engine Journal. For more news, interviews, and how-to guides from marketing experts from around the world, visit us at searchenginejournal.com.